Welcome to the Community of Hope Church podcast. Our church exists to interest disinterested people in Jesus Christ and they grow together into fully devoted followers of Him. So wherever you are, we hope you find this message helpful, practical, and applicable to your life. God bless. Well, hello again, everybody. Welcome to church today. My name is Trevor, and I'm glad that you've joined us here today. Thank you again, worship team, for leading us in that. Oh my gosh, I just love that song, Almighty God of Love, be welcomed in this place, not just this room where we're filming this, but in every room where every person is streaming this, we want to welcome in the presence of God. So we're glad that you've joined us here today. I'm one of the pastors of Community of Hope. We're so thrilled that you've taken even just a little part of your Sunday to join us for church today. Now, more people now than ever are checking out Community of Hope for the first time because we're doing this all exclusively online in this season. So for those of you who are new with us, who are maybe checking us out, maybe especially for those of you who might be new to the whole church thing or might be for the first time in a long time for the church thing, we are so glad that you have joined us today. We want to be the type of church that you would love to attend. So if you are new with us and you want to connect with the church, just text the word hello to the number on the screen. If you've hopped in and worship, you didn't hear this at the front end. If you just text that number or the word hello to the number on the screen, we'd love to just send you a digital connect card so we can help you connect with Community of Hope as your church and to learn to get to know everybody a little bit better. So welcome to church today. Now, we're really excited about today. I'm excited excited about today because what we're going to do is we're going to spend a Sunday today, or maybe you're listening to this later, watching this later on YouTube, whenever it is, we're going to spend a day to talk about one of our favorite topics here at COH is hope. Now, what do you know? We're partial to the idea of hope. I mean, it's just in the name of our organization, but really think it's pertinent to talk about hope in this unique season, to talk about hope just for a moment today of how it can impact our lives and how it can especially impact us in this year, in the year of all years, in the year 2020. Now, 2020 has been a heck of a year, hasn't it? Oof, I remember starting off the year in January, high-fiving all my friends, like, yeah, 2020, this is the year, breakthrough, it's going to be awesome. And then this thing called the coronavirus hit, and it changed everything. It changed all of our plans. If you're online or on social media at all, you've seen the million different social media things about my plans for 2020 and what actually happened. It has not been an easy year at all. There's this thing called the coronavirus that hit that we are still living in. The economy shut down. Society shut down. Then there was protests and then there was riots. And if that weren't enough, these things called murder hornets decided to show up in America. And if that wasn't enough, there's huge political unrest and chaos in Washington, D.C. Oh, and by the way, we have that thing called a presidential election in just a couple months that heaps the hit. Let's keep on coming in 2020. I saw online uh, earlier, maybe it was yesterday, about how 2020, whew, we're in July now. We've made it. Happy belated 4th of July, by the way. We've made it halfway through 2020. Six months down, whew, just six decades to go. Whew, it's been a lot. It just really has. And so thank goodness for things that will make us laugh 
through really difficult times. I love seeing pictures that make me laugh off the internet. I even just mentioned some of those just a second ago. I want to show you some of the ones that made me giggle the most that helped me got through so far what's been a really tumultuous year. So I love the Back to the Future trilogy. This is one of my favorite ones online. You know, Doc Brown talking to Marty. Marty, number one, never said it to 2020. I love that. Um, here's another one of somebody creeping outside, checking out what year it is, specifically what day it is to see what chapter of Revelation we're doing today. We're living in the apocalypse. And then here's one that I really, really love. This is a bag of chips that somebody's put up online. And if 2020 was a bag of chips, what would it be? Mm, orange juice and toothpaste. Just enough to ruin your day. Oh, yeah. Welcome to 2020, right? It's been a little bit of a mess. Now, it's good to laugh at those things. Laughter is good medicine for the heart, right? But in all seriousness, this has been really, really hard. Um, Our director of children's ministry, Jessica Stafford, often says this. She'll say, well, if it feels hard, it's because it is hard. This has been really difficult. Many of you have struggled with health. Some people have dealt with infections with COVID-19. Some of you had family members pass away. Uh, My barber, who I go get my haircut from, his father survived throat cancer only to die of COVID-19. Gut-wrenching. And if it wasn't health issues, it was economic issues. Many of you had your salary cut, your hours cut at your job. Many of you I know were furloughed, and several of you that I know even lost your jobs because of what we're going through right now. Some of you may have lost your security from your retirement, your future planning for uh, your finances. So you had your security taken away from you. Many people had security of what they thought they could expect from, from society taken away from what was predictable from society taken away from them. Many people who just had regular milestones and rites of passage, like people graduating from high school and people graduating from college, got that taken away from them. This, uh, in fact, in this season, I've now been a part of two weddings that had to stream it to their family and friends. There's been losses of all sorts, losses of life, losses of financial security, loss of predictability, loss of moments, loss of celebration, lots and lots of loss and chaos and unrest. And we just don't know when the finish line for all this stuff is going to be. I remember thinking at the very beginning of it, we'll be back to church in two or three weeks. Maybe we'll be open for Easter. Way wrong. Way wrong. And here we are four months later. This has been hard. And what we need in moments when life is hard and when the world seems like it's spinning out of control, do we need laughter? Yes, but we need more than laughter. What we need is hope. We need hope. See, hope is strong for the human soul and for the human spirit. Hope is necessary for life. I read a study earlier this week that was talking about hope that said, you know, hope is not just a good demeanor to have to feel happy. You need it to live your life. Studies have found that if a student has, is more hopeful, like they have hope, they have higher GPAs. 
If athletes are hopeful in how they approach their sport, they compete better, they deal with injuries better, they bounce back better, hope makes you better. Hope uh, actually elongates the life of those who are senior citizens. The ones who are more hopeful than the ones who are more despairing obviously have more longevity. Hope really, really matters. It's like the human soul was designed to run on the fuel of hope. See, whether you're a religious person or not, you're made to hope. We all have that in common with our common humanity. No matter who you are, where you come from, your background to this church thing or not, all of us desperately need and crave hope. And that's just what we're going to talk about for today. And what the Bible might have to say about this ancient wisdom that is in this old book. What wisdom might have to say to us about hope that's still pertinent today, here, now, in 2020? So we're going to jump into the scriptures. The scripture that we're going to look at today comes from the Old Testament. And we're going to look particularly from the book of Isaiah. And so this is written by the prophet Isaiah to the people of Israel and for us here today. Isaiah chapter 40. This is one of the most famous chapters in the entire Bible. And you'll see why. Verse 25 through 31, the prophet says this. To whom will you compare me or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all of these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my cause is disregarded by my God? Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary in his understanding. No one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak, even youths, Grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be faint. Would you pray with me? Lord, for every hungry heart and every weary heart and every tired heart that needs hope, would you reach out now and touch each of us, including myself, with the power of your Holy Spirit? And would you open our eyes to see wonderful things in your word? Come, Holy Spirit. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody at home said, Amen. Amen. So friends, let's talk about hope just for a moment. Now hope is a little bit of a nebulous thing. Like how would you define hope? Well, it's so elemental. It's 
I have a hard time. Maybe you can easily. I have a hard time wrapping my brain around it. So I had to just think this week of what in the world is hope in the first place? Well, hope is most basically this. Hope is about the future. Hope is about tomorrow and believing that tomorrow can be better than yesterday. That's hope at its absolute basis. Now, uh, if you are somebody who is a Christ follower and does do this church thing and is trying to navigate faith and grow closer to Jesus, uh, it's often easy to confuse this idea of faith and hope because they're very similar. They're not contrasted at all. They're complements to each other, but they are different. So the idea of faith has to do with today. Hope has to do with tomorrow. Faith has to do with what's true right here, right now. And hope has to do about what is going to be good and true tomorrow. See, hope is entirely about the future, and what good it may hold. Now, in light of that, with the passage that we just read, what does the ancient wisdom of the prophet Isaiah and these ancient scriptures have to speak to us about hope? And what can we learn from it? Well, here's the first thing. If you're taking notes at home, or maybe you can open up the sermon notes uh, section on the COH app, you can take some of these notes down. The scriptures first and primarily tell us that hope is best placed in a person and not in an outcome. This is what it teaches. Hope is best placed in a person and not in an outcome. Let's look to the last two verses of Isaiah 40. We're going to put them back on the screen, verses 30 and 31. And again, this is one of the most famous passages in all of the scriptures. It's put on pieces of artwork all the time. It says this here, even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope, here it is, in the Lord, in a person. And who's that person? The Lord of heaven and earth, the God and Father of Jesus Christ. Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Later in the Psalms, it, it, uh, it speaks to the same idea. In Psalm 43, verse 5, we're going to put this on the screen as well. This is a prayer from the psalmist who says, Why, my soul, are you so downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Why so despairing? Why so depressed? Why so void of hope? Put your hope in God, in God, in the person, God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. The reason that it's hope is best placed in the person of God is because God is unchanging. See, there's a highfalutin 75 cent word that theologians use for this. And it's called the immutability of God, the immutability of God, which just basically means this, that God never changes. And that is a good, good thing. That God's faithfulness doesn't change. His love does not change. His joy does not change. His peace does not change. His sovereignty does not change. His character does not change. His mercy and grace never change. God doesn't 
change. He stays the same forever. And not in the sense of that he's stale and not dynamic. It's more along the sense of that God's character never expires, that God's character never gets worn out, that God's goodness never gets tired. There's never an expiration date on any of that. It never, ever goes bad. God is consistent. And that's the best type of thing to invest your hope in is something you can count on and bet your life on is that God doesn't change. See, hope is best placed in a person, not an outcome. Now, there's nothing wrong trying to place your hope in an outcome, just not your best hope. Because if you hope in a particular outcome, well, certain outcomes that we hope for tend to be fragile and tend to be fickle. They just do. Plans change and plans fall apart. Health changes and health falls apart. Finances change and finances fall apart. Things can be fickle and outcomes can be fickle. Now, what we're going through in 2020 is certainly unique. Like none of us who are alive watching this have ever been through a global pandemic before. It's happened before in the history of the world. Last time was maybe a hundred years ago with the Spanish flu. But we really don't know how to navigate this. We're doing our very best to figure it out. But just because we've never been through something like this doesn't mean we don't remember what it's like to go through hard times. See, our nation has been through hard times before. In fact, just 12 years ago was 2008 when the economy collapsed, the housing industry collapsed, and the market collapsed, and we entered into the Great Recession. And sure, it's very different from what's happening right now, but we can still learn lessons from when we've been through dark times before. In fact, I came across an amazing quote from just a highly respected pastor that we love around here, a man named John Ortberg. And John Ortberg preached a message to his church right in the crisis of the Great Recession, right in the wake of the fall of 2008, which is right around the time when I proposed to my wife, Leah. That's a great time to ask somebody to marry you when the economy falls out. Um, anyway, so John Ortberg in the midst of all this despair and hopelessness in our nation, preached these words to his church. I want to read them for you. So these are not my words. These are his words, but we still need to hear this. And even though these are 12 years old, it's like he could say it today. And he says this, I cannot think of in recent memory where there was a bigger need for hope, for something that would breathe life into the human spirit. A year ago, so many people felt like they were on pretty solid ground, and now they find themselves in circumstances they would never have predicted. A lot of people are feeling anxious. They have pressures, and they did not have these before. They regret decisions they've made over this last year. They wonder where things will stand in a year from now. No one ever wants to see a season of hard times to come. But when they do, they have a way of making you ask, what am I really counting on? Am I building my life on a foundation that's solid enough that circumstances beyond my control cannot take it away? That's why I've been looking forward to gathering to remember the only hope capable of sustaining a human life through everything. And listen to this. He said, people have not gathered for 2,000 years to say the stock market has risen. It is risen indeed. 
And people have not gathered to say the dollar has risen. It has risen indeed. Or the employment rate has risen. Or the gross domestic product has risen. Or General Motors has risen. Or the value of your 401k has risen. Again, this is 2008. But listen with 2020 ears. He said, there's one hope that has held up human beings across every continent and every culture for two millennia of difficult times of poverty, disease, pain, hardship, and death itself. And it's this, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hope is best placed in a person and not in an outcome. Because when you invest your hope in the right person, in the God of the Bible, he'll never let you down. And no matter what may come, he always has the last word in the end. Now, this is not, also, not only what Isaiah has to tell us about hope. See, hope is not only best invested in a person, but we can also see from this passage that hope is actually a choice. That's right. Hope is a choice. Wait, I don't feel like I choose my hope or not right, but let me show you. It says in verse 26, Isaiah wrote this, or through the Lord speaking through Isaiah, and he wrote this, lift up your eyes, that's important, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. And who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. See guys, hope, especially how you choose hope, is really depend upon, depending upon what you see. It's depending upon your vision. Now, this past week, uh, my middle child, it's crazy to think I have three. I came here with a one and a half year old and now I have three kids. I don't know what happened. There's something crazy with the water in the Western communities of Palm Beach County. Um, I have three kids. My middle child is Tessa and she just turned five this week and we actually got her a new pair of glasses. So here's a picture of her getting her new glasses. I'm gonna put it on the screen there. Look at that cutie patootie picking out new glasses. How about her? Now, the thing is with Tessa is she's had the same pair of glasses ever since she was six months old. You're like, they put glasses on kids at six months old? They put glasses on my kids with my bad eyesight at six months old. It's amazing the technology that they have now where they can detect if a kid can or cannot see. And when Tessa was a baby, she was a sweet baby. She was kind, but she didn't smile a whole lot. I thought, huh, is she moody? We, we don't understand. And then when we put glasses on her at six months old, like our pediatrician or ophthalmologist prescribed to her, all of a sudden she could see her faces and she started to smile from ear to ear. And this outrageous, infectious, rambunctious personality came out of this baby who's now grown into our five-year-old sweetheart. And it's amazing that when we fixed her vision, what came out of her? And the same thing, guys, is true with hope. That when you fix your vision and when you fix what you're focusing on, when you fix your perspective, when you choose to do that, hope rises 
That's why scripture uses this imagery all the time of lift your eyes to look and see. In fact, we started our service very strategically with these verses from Psalm 121 verses 1 and 2 with this prayer. The psalmist wrote, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? He's lifting, he or she is lifting their eyes off of their problems, off of their battles, off of their struggles, and they're lifting their eyes to the hills, to the mountains, knowing where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. See, if you want what we've been reading about, if you want to find strength again in 2020, And if you want to renew your hope and grab a hold of this powerful electric promise we've been reading across this morning from Isaiah 40, then you need to choose hope and not choose wishful thinking, but choose to fix your vision, to fix your perspective off of your battles, off of your struggles, off of your pain, off of your disappointment and lift your eyes to the hills to where does your help comes from? The one who you invest your hope in, the Lord. Now it sounds all great and poetic. How does somebody actually choose hope? Well, scriptures are really clear about this over and over and over again. It's just three things to help you fix your hope on God and find strength again. Write these down. First, Scriptures are clear to, uh, to grab a hold of hope. What we need to do first is just to remember who God is, is to remember who God is. Now, many of you might be navigating faith and you're learning who God is and you're finding new hope for the very first time in your entire life. And we celebrate that with you. And for so many of the rest of you, you need to remember and recall who God is, that God is loving, that God is kind, that God is faithful, that God is with me, that God is a helper and he's a servant and God is powerful. The first way to remember hope and to grab a hold of hope is to, in the middle of what you're going through, to remember first off, who is God in the first place? It takes your eyes off of your pain and fixes them on the promises of God, of his nature, of his character. Remember who God is. But that's not only what you need to do. Here's what you also need to do. You need to remember what God's done, what he has done. Now it's helpful to remember what he's done in the pages of this book. It's helpful to remember that God is powerful, that God is a creator, that God is a redeemer, that God sets people free out of their bondage and out of their slavery that God builds a community, that God builds a people, that God draws near to his people, that God has revealed himself in his son, Jesus, that God in human flesh died on a cross for my sins and for your sins. And then he rose again on the third day and that he has started his church and that he is in a movement to send his kingdom to this world right here, right now. These are all things that God has done, but also remember what God has done in your life. And to tell yourself the stories again and again of how God has provided for you, of how God protected you, how God defended you, how God has comforted you and rescued you and washed you when you've messed up. Remind yourself of what he's done from this story and from your own stories. 
preach to yourself these things. Remember what God has done. And then remember, finally, once you get a hold of those things, and then you can take a look to the future, and that's where hope is. And you can remember what he has promised that he will do. And what he has said he will do. How he'll carry and sustain. And no matter what happens, he will never, ever leave you. And that ultimately, one day, he's coming back again to make everything right once and for all. Do you know what happens if you take a moment to pause and to choose hope and to fix your eyes on God and to remember those things about him, who he is, what he has done, what he says he'll do? A miracle happens in the human heart. Divine strength, divine endurance, and divine perseverance that's not of your own doing gets imparted to your soul from God himself. One last time, Isaiah 40, 30 and 31. Even youths grow tired and weary. Are you tired? Are you weary? Are you hurting? Those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. I want to speak to the person whose heart is just aching right now. Whose heart is hurting. God is reaching out to you right now with the beautiful nail-scarred hands of Jesus Christ. Ask you to just take his hand. And when we put our hands into the hands of Jesus and fix our gaze and our perspective on him, he's going to give you a dose of what you need more now more than ever. His strength will flow from him into you if you place your hope in him. Would you do it today? Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you that you never change. Lord, I need you to be so reliable and you are. I can count on you and we can count on you and not just on trivial things, but on the biggest things of life, on your love, on your consistency, on your grace, on your mercy, on your holiness, and on your power and your strength and your heart to redeem us and to redeem and save the world. We thank you. We worship you for that. We worship you because you are the God who has been doing this from the very beginning with our first parents, with Adam and Eve after they sinned and the world fell into chaos. We remember that you've been on a rescue mission since day one and we say thank you for that. And we remember that you're on a rescue mission, not just for them, but for us. Right here, right now. And you have promised 
that you will finish the good work that you have started. Lord, there's a lot of people who need to hear that right now, especially in us and in our lives, that you are the God who finishes what you started. Thank you. We reach out to you now. We take a hold of your nail-scarred hand, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God. And now to every person in every hurting heart who's watching this or listening to this, either live or later recorded on the internet, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, would you impart divine strength and comfort and healing grace so that we would run and not grow weary and would walk and not be faint. We receive it now in Jesus' name. And everyone at home said, amen, amen. Well, friends, thank you so much for spending a little bit of your Sunday here with us at Community of Hope. We're delighted that you've joined us today. Um, if you're ready to take your next step of faith, maybe you're, you want to say yes to becoming a follower of this Jesus that we're talking about. Or maybe you're ready to recommit your life to him. Maybe you want to get baptized, become a partner of our church, get more involved. Whatever your next step of faith is, we encourage you text NEXT to the number on the screen or just go to communityofhope.church slash NEXT and we'll help you take your next step in faith. So friends, go in God's peace and receive this as our church theme verse over you for today and for this week. Now may the God of hope fill you all with joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. We'll see you next week.